Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Coffee, Conversation, and Coaching. I'm your host, Christian speaker and life coach, Rebecca Ann Perkins. Here, we do a little bit of Bible study, a little bit of Christian life coaching, and have some conversations about topics that really matter. Think of this as your place every week to just get discipled and to grow and know that the teaching that you're receiving is rooted in biblical truth. Ready to cut through all the self-help noise and all the quick fixes that really just waste our time? Good. Me too. <laughs> Let's get growing for your good, God's glory, and so that we can shine our light to a world that really needs it. Well, welcome to the show today, everybody. Um, I have the amazing privilege of having a conversation with a friend. Uh, we haven't lived near each other or, or worked together, um, but we've done a little bit of ministry together in the past. And um, she's currently the director of women's ministry at a pretty large church in California and has been in that role for three years and other leadership roles for three, what, 10 total? Has it been about 10 years? <laughs> Uh, I'll probably 12 really since my okay. youngest was born. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So like 12, um, and her name is Heather. So welcome to the show, Heather. Hello. Thank you. Uh, I love this topic. So I reached out to Heather as I do all the women that, that I get to chat with on the podcast. And I just asked her, um, what area do you feel like God has given you wisdom in? And she told me leadership. She's had 12 years of leadership experience. And I immediately said, let's talk about that. Um, I have some leadership experience of my own, so I'll, I'll run through that really quick and then we'll let you talk. <laughs> um, it's your show. You get to talk. <laughs> no, it's, our, but this is our conversation. Okay. okay. Um, anyway, yes. Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here. So I started my leadership journey, like way back when I was an RA, I was 19 years old and you know, you're just like the leader of a hall of girls. And then I became an RD and then you're a leader of hundreds of girls. And then at Liberty University, I was the interim director of women's ministry there for a little while. Um, and then I moved to Stan State, you know, a secular university there in California. And I was in management over their whole residential life department. So that was a secular setting, but it was still management, leadership, mid-level leadership. Yeah. And I was training all the student leaders how to become leaders. So this topic today um, is we're not necessarily focusing on leadership in women's ministry. I mean, maybe we'll get there, but I think we, we just want to talk about the concept. Yeah. Right? So let's start there. Um, let's start with to you. What does leadership mean? Is everybody a leader? Are only people who've been given a title a leader? What does leadership <laughs> mean to you, Heather? Yeah. And that's the thing I, I'm really passionate about encouraging everyone when I speak about this and, and teach and guide in this is that because a lot of group people will see oh this is about leadership so I'm not a leader so I'm not gonna I don't need to hear that right. and it's just so wrong because we are all leaders everyone is a leader of some sort of variety and whether you mm -hmm. simply are leading yourself mm -hmm. well I think we need to, we need to do that well, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to lead ourselves. And, um, yeah. and then if, if you have no leadership hat whatsoever, you are 
a leader because you lead yourself. If you're a mom, you are leading your children mm-hmm. and um, you are guiding them and training them. And so you are a leader and, and in whatever kind of work environment you're in, um, whether you are at the bottom of the food chain or somewhere in the middle, yeah. you, you lead, you lead in all directions. We often think of leading as just the people that are underneath yeah. you. And I put that in quotes because right. I don't like that, but um, you know, the people that are, are you're responsible for, but you also lead amongst your peers, you lead to the side, you lead sideways. Yeah. And um, in the way that you are responding to things and the way that you share your ideas and, um, you know, we, we always just sit, someone starts a conversation and that's the the path that it goes on. So lead those things well, lead that conversation in a good way, um, instead of guiding it down the path of complaining and gossip. Exactly. Um, And we lead up, you lead the people that you are serving because of the way that you, way you follow really a good leader is going to be a good Mm -hmm. follower for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Let me pause you real quick. Let me pause you real quick. Um, Cause I love this and I completely agree with you that we're all leaders. And in fact, I think it's usually people who are doing a, like have taken on this mindset and are leading them themselves personally that get promoted into leadership positions. I mean, obviously that's not why we do it, but people who just have this idea, like I am a leader, whether I've been given a title or a position or not. Um, and you started to kind of explain already what you think that means, maybe like in conversation and stuff, but yeah, let's dig into that a second. What, what do you think it means to lead yourself or how have you led yourself? I think it means the way in the choices that we make, um, are we allowing ourselves to just fulfill all the desires that we have, or are we mm-hmm. finding some self-discipline? And let me just say, yeah, this doesn't mean it. that I do this well. Okay. Like I am not, well, we don't any of us do it perfectly, yeah. for anything, <laughs> but, um, you know, like, you know, I don't really want to be a part of that. And so I'm, yeah. I'm going to choose to not participate in that conversation or in that outing or whatever. And yeah, there was a time you know, as women, we can super get, well, I'm not, I'm not sure that everyone who listens to your thing is women, but you and I are women. So yeah, it's um, mostly women. really, okay. So girls, like we really can get down into the gossip and you yeah. see it in our little girls and we see it in all ages. Of, mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is about us, but we, mm-hmm. we just soak up the gossip. And there was a season, there was a time, I think, I don't remember how many years ago I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm done with that. Mm. I am not going to take part anymore because it's just ugly. It's icky. It doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't give, I don't have a good testimony if I'm right. out here talking. Yeah. So love say, that. I'm not going to take part. Well, when, so in leading myself saying, I'm not going to take part, that means, and there's a moment that there's something being talked about and it feeds our flesh to go, oh yeah, right. I have something to say. <laughs> and right. you know, it really it your your our skin and our flesh just wants to take part because it's right. thing. And um to choose, nope, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna dive in here. I'm not gonna be baited by this because I'm choosing to not be a part. That's leading yourself as yeah. guiding yourself and setting a standard and then following it. Right. Yeah, which I think you totally just nailed it. It's knowing what your standards are 
knowing what your Mm -hmm. values are, knowing what you believe in and then living up to them. Right. I mean, and I remember for me that started in high school, you know, my dad, dad used to tell me and my brothers all the time, like you guys are leaders lead amongst your friends, which, you know, back then I would kind of roll my eyes and be like, dad, stop being preachy (laughs) at us. But, but I remember, I, I have a very vivid memory of the first time after a football game, I think it was my sophomore or junior year that a bunch of friends invited me to like a drinking party, like the first time. And that I already knew at that point what I stood for and what I didn't stand for. And I went home. I think I was the only one in my group of friends that went home. And I'm not telling that story to pat me on the back. I'm telling that because that's what leaders have to do. They have to know what I stand for. And then they have to do the right thing in the moment. And leadership is really lonely. Like that was a lonely thing for me. (laughs) I remember going home on that Friday night and thinking, okay, now I'm sitting at home like a loser on a Friday night. Um, But yeah, so you took the time in your life to decide, I don't want to be a woman who gossips, right? Like that doesn't align with your values. That doesn't align with what God had convicted you of. And then you started to not follow the gossip. I mean, leading yourself means I'm not just going to follow what everybody else is doing. Yeah. Yeah. So any other specific things that you can think of? For leading yourself? Yeah. Like for women, maybe women are listening right now that are like, oh my gosh, I am a leader <laughs> or I have to lead myself. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah. Any other things maybe we can uh, encourage them with before we talk about leading like in a leadership role? Yeah. No, I think, I mean, in, in all the ways that you would lead others, it's doing those things to you. So you would encourage others. Well, encourage yourself, like let's stop the negative self-talk and Mm -hmm. telling ourselves, you know, we speak to ourselves in a way that we would never speak to another person. It's wild, you know, and, um, and not the puffing up kind of stuff. Cause that's not what I'm saying, but, um, encouraging and not being so negative on ourselves. And, um, I love that. Oh goodness. Just being able to be making those tough decisions when, as a, as a leader, you make tough decisions. And so for your own self, like mm-hmm. choosing what, um, and it could be about all kinds of things, you know, all kinds of things, but what, whatever your convictions are or what your, what your, um, where your faith is, is taking you, what God's having you, what God's telling you to do, what God's yes. showing you to do and, um, and following that, like, mm-hmm keeping mm-hmm. yourself on that path and knowing that we are all going to step off every, you know, all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and so getting yourself back on, you know, being your own mm-hmm. recorrector and, and when we're our own recorrector, really it's the Holy spirit. And that is where the Lord is so good to, um, convict and love us and turn us back to the right path. And so, I think when, as believers, when we're leading ourselves, it's keeping close to the Lord and knowing that he is never going to turn us on the wrong path. And, um, right. Right. Yeah. And the times where I get a little wonky and off it's because I'm not really keeping my eyes on him either. So, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. We can so easily drift to like this book we've read or this conference we went to, or these other women on social media, and they all kind of sound like good things, but then we start to get confused and lose our way a little bit. And 
when we can like stay, this is what God has told me to do, or this is the, this is what God has put on my heart for this ministry or this business he's given me. And I'm following him, you know, I'm not following all these other people. I'm following him. Uh, And a lot of times it won't make sense to other people. No, it won't. (laughs) You know, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I love this. I mean, this, this, just this idea that we are all leaders and that we are called to lead ourselves. and to wrap up this sort of idea before we move on to the next one, this is what I wrote down. And you can tell me if, if you have any things you want to add to it, but we have to know what we believe or what our vision is. We have to know who we are, what we stand for. That's foundational. And some people listening need to start there. Um, then we have to be able to make the tough decisions that live up to those things. I love that you said, I mean, you didn't really say let God lead, but in yes, you know, we have to, we have to follow what we really feel like God is telling us to do and not try not to veer to the left or right of that. Yeah. And then then be your own encourager. Mm -hmm. It is amazing how, how women talk to themselves. Like they would never talk to a team member or or, or a subordinate, like, why do we do that? Yeah. Terrible. I think it's partly Satan's it like crippling us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he, he can't, if you're saved, he can't take your salvation away, but he can make you ineffective. Yeah. He can say, he can get you to be so drowning in negative self-talk and doubt and mm-hmm. all this garbage that we're just paralyzed mm-hmm. to live out the thing that we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So he can't, you know, he can't, he can't unsave you, but he can right. make you really ineffective. Yeah. And I just, I don't want that to be me. Yeah. So, yeah. That brings well, me to um, a thought about mm-hmm. the balance of humility as a leader and confidence. Yes. So, I love this. <laughs> yeah. So I love teaching women about biblical confidence. I think women who know and the Lord can be not the world's definition of confident, but the most confident women in the world because of who God is, because of who God says we are, because of what he's called us to do. And we can bank on what he's called us to do and that he'll equip us to do what he's called us to do all the things. But I also believe, Mm -hmm. um, that the greatest leaders in the world are humble. I mean, Jesus himself was a picture of humility. He was the picture of humility. And I know exactly what I'm called to do. Like the, both of them coexisted in the same moment. Mm -hmm. Um, is that something that you've learned through your 12 years of leadership or like the Lord, like, just what are your thoughts about that? hundred percent. I think that a good leader has to be humble. And, um, when you realize that the Lord says in his word, all authority has been given by God. Mm -hmm. And so no one has any ounce of authority, Mm -hmm. whether that's the president or a little women's ministry director or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that we are, Mm -hmm. any authority has been given by God. And so he can, he's given it, he can give it and he can take it. (laughs) And, and he does take it a lot. (laughs) Yes, He takes it from people who don't honor it. (laughs) Right. Right. And so, you know, I've done nothing to deserve any ounce of leadership or authority or whatever. Um, But he's granted it to me. And I believe that 
he gives us a little and when we're faithful with little he will give you more and um and that that's where that's been my path but um when we recognize that there's all the parts of the body right there's all the parts of the body in the church and just because one is more seen or more loud <laughs> or <laughs> um or whatever doesn't make it more important and really all every single part of the body is important and if if i think that I'm more important because I have a name or a title or because I get to speak on a stage sometimes. It's just gross. Like, I just can't even, I don't even like saying that, but yeah. I just said, and, yeah. um, but the, it's the, the entire body and it's the ligaments that hold things together. If there were no ligaments that held, you know, your fingers together that could make them stretch and move your hand would be useless. Well, those are people in the body too. Mm -hmm. the, the people that, work hard behind the scenes and no one sees their name. And a lot of times those people love not being known. <laughs> like they don't want to be known, you know, I'm which right. I guess I, I mean, I, I would want, <laughs> this is yeah, why I, <laughs> I want, I want you to know what I was doing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all have our different but personalities. Yeah. I have a problem, but um, no, that's the extrovert in me, but <clears throat> all the parts of the body are important. And so in, t in order to lead well, you got to know that you got to appreciate all the people that you're leading and that I'm no more important. I'm just, this is what I'm called to do right now. But humility is not saying, it's not denying your gifting. If you're denying a gift, well, that's what, that's not, I don't have that gift because I'm so awesome. I, there's a gift that I have because the Lord gave it to me right. and he's given it to me to use, not to bury. Yeah. Yeah. And so I need to, I can accept the gifts that I've been given and use them well and take care of them and be confident in the gift, but not confident in myself, but confident in God who's given it to me. And um, right. that it's the, the, there's a quote, someone said it, someone smart, but <laughs> humility isn't, um, I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> All right, I'll probably be able to finish humility, it. You're going to know it. It's not. Um, Is it the one about walking into a room? No, it's like, oh, darn it. I'll tell you what, my oldest just graduated high school and my brain is super toast. So <laughs> this is where we're at, but um, maybe it'll come to you in a minute. Knowing who like that you've been given so much, it's, it's who has given it to you. And mm -hmm. it's knowing that the, the humility is not taking away the gift that I have. It's knowing who gave it to me and mm -hmm. it's not in my own doing, it's from the Lord. And so anyway, that's the bad way of that beautiful quote. Yeah, well, we'll Google that beautiful quote. We'll find it. Um, humility, one of my absolute favorite topics, and it can't be faked. Like, mm -mm. I mean, humility has to just be prayed for and usually comes through pain and suffering and, you know, letting God work out that pain and suffering or disappointment in us, making us like softer, kinder, compassionate people. But yeah, yeah. I used to tell the student leaders that I trained that leadership is, my, my definition of leadership was, influence earned yeah leadership is influence earned and then we would go into this whole conversation about well how do you earn influence over someone's life and genuinely because it, people can sniff out a fake all day any day and so you're literally it starts with the heart your heart has to be i want to serve people i love people i'm curious about your you are more important than me you yeah. and sitting here and talking to you is more important than my agenda right now or you know just like like 
praying and asking God ever more for his love for people to see people through his eyes and, and feel with his heart and be his hands and feet to the world. Because yeah, it's, that's how you earn influence, I think. And that's how you become a leader. I mean, that's who Jesus was, but again, you can't really manufacture that on your own. That's like, that's like, okay, Lord, give me a love for your people. And, and I love, and it sounds weird of me saying this because it sounds like I'm perfect at this and I'm not, but I remember the Lord laying that on my heart way back when I was an RA, like this isn't about you. This is really, truly Rebecca. And I could take this away from you at any moment. Um, and I feel that when I speak too. sometimes when I start to get really nervous about a big speaking engagement, the only thing that calms me down is to really hold that gift with an open hand and say, okay, Lord, like if you want to use me as a speaker or a teacher, you're going to equip me to do it. And if for some reason you don't, and I freak out or I forget, or I never get invited to speak again, well, then you've taken that away, but this isn't about me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to get up there and do what you've put on my mind. Because if I make it any more personal than that, I freak out. Well, and a lot of times when I've done some speaking and I think, oh, this is like, this is the gem, you know, this is the thing that they're going to like put on a poster and remember forever, you know, (laughs) and everybody's going to email me about that aha moment. Yeah. Oh gosh. And it's not, and God uses what he wants in the way he wants. And it'll be some random thing that I said that totally touched somebody. And, um, yeah. (laughs) And so God does what he wants to do. And yeah. Yeah. It's we're just, so funny. yeah. So let's keeps, keeps you humble. Let's talk for a second about our insecurities. <laughs> okay. Let's do that. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> because uh, I think you are a confident like woman, probably naturally. I think I could be wrong about that. I think I am pretty confident naturally, but that doesn't mean that I haven't had moments in leadership or teaching or speaking or coaching or whatever where I've had real insecurities and had to just kind of trust the Lord with them or push through. And I would love to get specific if you want to get specific. Um, For a long time, one of my insecurities was I wasn't married. And so why are any of these married women going to want to hear anything I have to say to them? I'm just like this immature child who hasn't figured out how to get married yet or doesn't have kids. And so that, that would, I would just have to push that thought aside. Um, Sometimes I've had an insecurity of being too strong, right? Because in like kind of traditional Christian women circles, you're supposed to be meek. I don't like that word. I like, <laughs> I like the word humble, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, do you have any insecurities that come right to your brain? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I think for, for a long time, um, insecure about being too young. And mm-hmm. so, um, I had, I had kids really young in the circle where I, you know, was, and so always wanting to be taken seriously. Also, I'm, I'm very bubbly. I, I could be very extroverted and I can be all, but I want people to know that I, like I get super insecure that they would see that I I'm smart, like I'm smart too. And (laughs) I have a lot of depth, but I can Mm -hmm. sit really easily in the in the light and fun. Um, and so wanting insecure that people just think I'm empty suit, right. Or that I don't have intelligence or deep thoughts. And, um, yeah, so that for sure could be one. And then just being a people pleaser. And that's something I, I won't say I've worked through and I'm cured of, 
but I've definitely grown in mm-hmm. um, leaning more towards pleasing God, not pleasing people. Yeah. And, but wanting people to like me and wanting to be included and all those things. And, um, yeah. and then just so many of the times not being included and not yeah. being a part of that group or whatever and um Mm. learning how there was a time where I was leading and just started not getting included in in cool stuff and um it really it was really hurting my feelings and um and then I heard I either heard it or I read it um something from Lisa Turkhurst and she was telling a story about being at an event and ending up being alone and that the Lord spoke into her. And this super touched me was like, I didn't set you alone. I set you apart. And mm-hmm. knowing that sometime where mm-hmm. I was being set apart it, and not, and not that I was better than anybody mm-hmm. at all, but that there was things that weren't for me. And mm-hmm. there was a path that was for me that needed me to mm-hmm. be set apart and not be a part of whatever Yes. hoopla was going on yes. and which helped to make that loneliness and that insecurity of not being included um yeah it made it kind of helped me reframe it yeah. to trusting God in that and going okay no he has a purpose and a plan for me and that that just isn't for me anymore and it's okay it's yeah. really okay I love that I love that he spoke to you through her but spoke the you've been set apart. Um, I'm a hundred percent sure there are some people listening who, who are like encouraged by this because they're in leadership positions. I think there's probably also some or a lot who long for more, maybe impact or a leadership position, and maybe they're longing for it for selfish or wrong reasons. But I know a lot of people who just feel this sort of like chomping at the bit sort of anxiousness to do more for the kingdom. You know, they're like my, my secular job or even my role at home, which I think the role at home is a very spiritual role, but I know men and women who feel like, you know, they might admire what you do or what I do, not because they want to be us or because they think we're better than them, but because they might think we're having like this big impact on the kingdom and they long to serve more. They long to have a bigger, they, they don't know how, but people. And so as they're listening to us talk, there might be people out there who are like, well, God's never called me to do anything. I've never been for sure that I'm supposed to like go be a missionary or go be a speaker, or even just like serve at the church. I I don't feel like I'm getting to have the impact that you guys are getting. What should we say to them? Cause I don't know, right off the top of my head, I'm just like, how do we encourage those people? I have a couple of things. I have a couple of things. One is, like I said this a minute ago, um, be faithful with the little that you have right now. Yeah. And um, yes. if we're wishing it away or we're just not really taking care of it because we want more, um, that's not like, that's not God honoring. Be faithful with the little that you have and in the Lord's timing, he will give you more that you're faithful with. Um, I was That's looking true. through some scriptures before we started and some of my notes in my Bible. And in Galatians chapter two, um, it's Paul talking about his ministry. And it says, 
Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along also. And I wrote, no one is overnight. So 14 years, that's a long time. A long For time. 14 years, Barnabas, like they're all mm-hmm. learning, growing, mm-hmm. feeling ready to let's go, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's go do the mm-hmm. thing. I want to impact mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. 14 years. And 14 years. Um, we can see people and go, oh my gosh, they... They just poof, mm-hmm. they, they got the, the thing that whatever it is that you're wanting that promotion or, or that podcast or that, yeah. you know, instant Instagram influencer status or whatever. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not that cool, but um, <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you're longing for, the longing isn't wrong. Um, what mm-hmm. we do in the time that we're waiting mm-hmm. is where there's right and wrong choices. Right. Oh, and so mm-hmm. um, it might just be the path is a longer path. I don't know. And yeah. um, in the way that we serve at every level, every point, if we're doing it for ourselves, mm-hmm. it's going to get, it's going to get ugly. And no matter what it is that you're doing, do it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. For I was stay at home mom for, mm-hmm. I can't add now. I've only been working, working for three years. So I've been stay, I was stay at home mom for 15 years yeah. and the most challenging, valiant work. And, um, mm. when I'm washing dishes, you can get really resentful and yeah. irritable because I feel like I made for more. I, I want to be wearing the suits and I want to be doing mm-hmm. the big things or whatever. There is nothing bigger pouring into your next generation of kids and teaching them and guiding them and mm-hmm. and that washing that cup isn't for me to have any glory or honor I'm washing this cup for God and I'm going to clean this this is I'm doing this for the Lord then everything we do we do it for him and um so I'm good. starting to see some of the fruits of that labor as my kids are starting to become mm-hmm. adults and I know I have a long journey ahead you know in my adulting motherhood season (laughs) or whatever you call that but um (laughs) you know it could be really easy to just be angry and bitter in any time that you're in a place where you're waiting for the next thing and um yeah so I think if if that's where you're at yeah I think that's the answer I mean I think you nailed it because it almost feels like a trite answer but it's the truth the true answer the is truth. because the Bible says be faithful with little. And you know, that, that could be, there's, there's one college girl who, who sought you out to have coffee or something. Let's say you're in your late twenties or something and, um, meet with her, mentor her, yeah. have a conversation with her. Okay. You don't have to have, you know, a giant influence. If you are learning and pouring into whoever, whatever, whatever God has given you, um, whatever skills or talents, but I loved in the middle of that, all that you said, the desire is not wrong. Like the desire mm-hmm. to have big impact for the Lord is not wrong, but yeah, waiting on him to either prepare you for that or show you exactly what that is. Um, great word of wisdom. <laughs> well, and at some point when it happens or whatever is supposed to happen, right. You'll see, you know, you'll see, Oh, I, okay. There was the waiting was for a, a, a reason or, totally. or I wanted to go this way. And he was having me wait. Cause actually I was supposed to go this way. <laughs> and, um, hundred percent. 
we're talking about wisdom a little bit. And I just want to say something about that because I, I never thought myself a very wise woman. I never thought myself to have so much wisdom. And when I started leading, it was just super clear that I need wisdom, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I, I am leading like 20 women on this team. Mm-hmm. I need wisdom to know how to do that well and to, mm-hmm. to grow my understanding of the word. I didn't go to Bible college, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I was just really praying for wisdom and like all the time, just Lord, just mm-hmm. give me wisdom to know how to handle these situations or whatever. Right. And then at some point people started saying, wow, <laughs> like so this wise. makes me laugh. People started saying like, wow, you're so wise. And I'm like, what? who, who are you talking to? <laughs> you know, like, and yeah. And, um, so again, this is not a, like, I'm so white. No, like, but, but, I, but God is, and we have access to his wisdom. Yes. We ask him for it. Yes. yes. He, 100%. he is so good to give, to answer those good prayers, yes. right? Yes. You pray for wisdom. God's like, that's a righteous prayer. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me give my girl some wisdom. And, mm-hmm. and so I still, I mean, I still need that, but, um, mm-hmm that that. yep whenever whatever it is you're wanting like pray for it believe that he will answer that and and then maybe the very first thing to pray for is really just to pray for wisdom so that you can see his path for you and you can see Mm -hmm. how he wants you to handle those whatever situations I love that yeah I agree there's so many moments in leadership when you're at the end of yourself and you're like uh I I honestly don't know how to handle this situation. I honestly yeah. don't have anything to give these people and mm-hmm. praying for that wisdom. And yes, he answers like God. I feel like God answers that prayer every time, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So this is obviously going to be a two-part episode and we've got maybe 15 minutes left here. And I want to, I want to veer into a topic that is maybe a little bit landmine filled, but I love these kind of topics. So <laughs> Before we wrap okay. it up, before we wrap it up, let's talk a little bit about being a woman in leadership at a church. Um, I'm wondering because I've I was a leader at almost as high as you could go. I mean, not not I wasn't like a vice president or anything, but at Liberty University as the director of women's ministry um, for the whole campus for a while there. I had some opportunities to sit at literally tables of all men. And, um, I just, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about women in ministry and women in leadership. And I'm just wondering if you have any, <laughs> how's that? No, for just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not a one. <laughs> Is it, has it been super easy for you to be? Um, no, I don't, I don't think it's ever super easy to be a woman in leadership, um, at all, especially not in the church. And, um, but I, I do feel very supported, very, um, encouraged to lead and to lead to the fullness of my ability and capability and whatever those words are. Um, and, uh, probably most of the time I, I'm like, God, am I, am I leading enough? Am I leading Mm -hmm. as much as I could be or should be, Mm -hmm. but, um, Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I, I, on my team, on my, um, what would you call it? Mid-level manager, pastor team, you could yeah. say it's, 
pastor and director was because it's me. <laughs> so I'm not a pastor. I'm a director because I'm right, a female. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's all it's a it's a bunch of men and, and me. But I feel so um, esteemed and Good. encouraged by them, especially by my superior, like the one that I um, what do you call it? My supervisor, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And that's so it's so it's such a gift to be um, affirmed yeah. of yeah. oh that's you have wisdom and you have leadership and we want to yeah. grow that. Yeah, I feel that way too. I mean, with my husband, I feel very affirmed and encouraged in my leadership. He's like, go mm-hmm. girl, like use all your gifts mm-hmm. in every way, shape and form, which is part of the reason I married him. Um, I have worked in secular environments where I very much felt um, affirmed. I think like in the sense that it, it did, they didn't really see me. It wasn't different that you're a man or a woman yeah. We're all at this table together and we're all in this conversation together. And I never really felt looked down upon. I have had moments in ministry where I felt that for sure. I personally have had moments where I felt like a little bit of a pat on the head, like, okay, you're just here mm-hmm. for the women, like go handle the women. Um, as if my opinion didn't matter at the larger level or the larger discussion. I don't know if you've had that. It sounds like maybe you haven't had that. I'll just say that I became like really emboldened from the Lord to prove to these men who are scared. (laughs) They're scared that you're going to be one of those women, right? They're scared that you're going to try to, that that you're a man hater or that you're going to try to like become the head pastor, which me personally, I don't, I don't believe that women should be head the head leader of a church but i believe that they can have every other leadership role and i believe they can teach um and so god laid it on my heart like show them the biblical kind of woman that that you are and that you are supposed to be which means you you do have these specific gifts and you do and Mm -hmm. i have called you to do these things and it doesn't matter if they don't see it yet not that i was trying to surpass their authority or anything like that but but that's kind of the point, right? I needed to just keep showing up with God's gifting and authority on my life until they all understood that I'm not a threat. We're all in this together. So I didn't really let them make me back down, but nor did I get like angry and try to, uh, overexert myself. I was just like, this is what God has called me to do. This is what I'm good at. This is who I am. And then I think people calmed down a little. And, but I was in a very conservative environment when I, and when, when I was yeah. you know, juggling some of that stuff. So any, any experiences like that for you or not really? I mean, so there's particular, you know, people where I could sense that it's, oh, you're cute. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're like, cute. go work oh, on the flowers. Back to my insecurities. <laughs> I'm smart. I'm smart. I promise. But, um, it's interesting because there is such a culture shift you can call it a culture war. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I'm not a very, I'm not a, a disturb the apple cart girl. I'm not, um, I only went to my first protest like this last year. I'm like, I'm not that person, you know, but um, I have grown to have a good, strong opinion about the way that I believe me and women can and should lead even in the church. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm also, I'm very patient and I can see that there's, um, it might be a slow path and that's okay. Yeah. And a a slow path means maybe lasting, you know, impact, but, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not, Mm -hmm. 
not taking it necessarily super personally, you know? Um, and, but when I, when I have a conviction and I know the conviction that I have is from the Lord, then I don't need anyone else to affirm it. Totally agree. I don't need your approval or your affirmation. I, I know what I, where I'm at, what I'm doing and the way that I believe I'm called to lead is good because it's from God. So, Amen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 I totally agree. I mean, it's almost like this isn't even an issue y'all. <laughs> I, I get that in some, in some form or fashion, it's an issue, but as far as it's concerned for me, I, I agree with what you just said. This I know it's good because this is what God has called me to do. I feel the Holy spirit equipping me to do this. So the rest of you kind of just need to catch up and you can catch up slowly. And this can be a graceful process, but I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And I believe, you know, and, and again, what God has called me to do is not to try to take over or to emasculate you. You'll figure that out eventually. It's that's not what he's called me to do. Um, we are in this together. We complement each other. And so, yeah. That's it. And I think, I think a lot of men really are well-intentioned of wanting to make that seat at the table and wanting to affirm. And there's just some blind spots that they don't see. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that that comes across this way. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. and so just sharing the tools to understand. And I, I mean, I also have blind spots, right? Like I'm, Mm-hmm. I have boys about the whole, a bunch of things too. And so that's where we get back to humility in leadership is being able to hear the places where we have blind spots myself. Yeah. Yeah. And then hopefully the others would feel that same way too. And, yeah. and being able to handle that with grace and knowing that these other brothers that I'm working with, like they are following God too and yeah. fervently or trying to, <laughs> and just like um, we are. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, I think assuming the best of people and, um, everyone's Mm -hmm. growing and learning and all that. Yeah. I love that. Don't take it personally. It's like, just show up, just show Mm -hmm. up and just, they don't know how sometimes. And so just show up and help them figure out slowly, but surely (laughs) how, or handle issues, you know, one at a time, if they come up or how they come up, but, um, okay, well, we're going to start to wrap it up here soon. And this is a weird way to flip the conversation on you, but this isn't just me interviewing you about leadership. So do you have any questions for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. <laughs> do you have any questions for me? Either like some frustration. Well, let's just turn this into a coaching session. Maybe okay. I'll just receive some No. Coaching. Okay. We got like five minutes. No. <laughs> oh, I think, okay. I mean, one thing I... I, I know this is important and I tell other people it's important too, but I definitely struggle with the setting boundaries mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to juggle. This is the, this is a burden. This is not a burden. This is a, a constant problem for many women who mm-hmm. are working and have families and we're trying to do all the things and um, mm-hmm. trying to be a great wife and a really great mom and do a great ministry. And, oh, and I have to be a good friend and a good sister and a good, daughter and I just you know Mm -hmm. I definitely don't feel like I feel like I'm failing all of them which isn't true but I feel like it right so how do you let's talk about boundaries and handling those places where you have to set limits and 
Yeah. How do, how do we do that well and successfully? I'm trying, but I don't think I do it very well. Yeah. That's such a, I mean, even just listening to you describe all those roles that you have is like, oh, because I don't have all those. I mean, I don't have three kids and I, um, I have had times in my life where I've had that many hats on at one time. Um, and, to be, hats. and to be completely honest, some of those times when I was like in management and I was singing on the praise team there at Big Valley mm-hmm. and I was speaking on the weekends and, you know, all the things, um, you know, the Lord told me to drop some of those things. Uh, they were anxiety inducing to me. And, you know, the Lord kind of reminded me that if you can't do all of this from a place of overflow, then you're probably trying to do too much. And so I, I did cut some stuff out of my life and I probably personally, and this is just us talking as friends. I'm not really like coaching you through this. I'm just giving my opinion, but I did cut some of those things out and, you know, uh, I also, the word restraint, the Lord has been (laughs) using that word a lot in my own mind, because when you have a lot of gifts or talents or a lot of passion or a lot of personality or a lot of things that you can do, I think another form of humility is restraint with all those things. Mm -hmm. Just because you can, doesn't mean you should, um, believing that he'll bring somebody else into that position to help that person or be a friend to that person. Um, it's a lot, a lot of like almost continual pruning, I think of our schedule and our ego (laughs) and our commitments and stuff like that. Um, it's continual until we find a balance of good input and good output, because we are supposed to be effective. Like it's super satisfying to have good work to do, but also the balance of sitting and being with the Lord and being filled as you know, I mean, you've already talked about serving from a place of overflow. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I actually also think that somewhere down deep, a lot of women already know what they need to let go of. They just don't want to do it. Um, I think it makes them nervous and makes them scared, makes them sad. It, there's a, a real wrestling with like holding on to certain identities or certain roles or certain things. And uh, I don't know. What is all that? Well, isn't it hard when everything is good right and this is what happens to so many especially when you're in the church like well but that's good it's a good thing it's a good thing this is a good thing and um yeah and so when the devil can keep us really busy with all the good things yeah then we're not giving the best to the one thing we're supposed to really do really whatever we're just so busy with all the good yeah but and i'll say this too I believe that leadership and especially, well, leadership in general, but especially Christian leadership is way more draining than people want to admit. I mean, like, I honestly believe in sabbaticals. I honestly believe that taking care of your own soul, if you want to persist in ministry, like if if people really want to do women's ministry or being a, you know, worship leader or a pastor or any type of service work for their whole life you have to get almost crazy, like zealous for way more rest than people want to acknowledge way more vacation time than people want to acknowledge. You know what I mean? Like way more. And that's hard to do. It's because people think we should just, Oh, you have, you're tapped into the never ending. Well, so as long as you're doing your quiet time every day, you should have energy to work every day, nonstop for the rest of your life. No. 
All right. Well, we'll sign off here and thank you so much for your time. Um, Heather does speak. If any of you guys are at all interested in, in having her come speak at your church or just get connected with her or the ministry at um, Big Valley Grace, which is where I used to go to church and where she's the director of women's ministry, um, you can find them on Instagram at what? Um, Big Valley Grace Women. Big Valley Grace Women, all one word. Yeah, I just mush it all together. Okay. <laughs> um, or she has a website, Heather Blass, which is exactly how it sounds, B-L-A-S-S.com. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, girl. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I, I just pray that this has been encouraging to listeners and, yeah. and uh, just knowing we're all we're all just goobers trying to do it. We're all in it together. <laughs> and leaning and, on yeah. the Lord. Mm -hmm. He is the one that gives us all we need. If you guys enjoyed that episode or you have questions, comments, suggestions, email me. I check my email every day and I will respond to you. You can reach me at podcast at rebecca-ann.com. That's podcast at R-E-B-E-K-A-H-A-N-N-E.com. Drop me a line. I cannot wait to hear from you. And I might even read your email on the air. Also, don't forget to rate this show, review it, share it with friends. Let's keep getting this type of teaching out there into the world. I need your guys' help to do that. <laughs>